everybody happy friday and welcome to the first episode of the clock in podcast and i'm super excited to be launching this uh my previous podcast that i made was called around the clock but i decided to change change it up a little bit because it was sort of similar to around the horn which is already a sports show so i wanted to sort of be different in a sense and you know, just have a different name and just a uh, authentic name. Um, so I chose Clocked In. Simple. Um, so yeah, about this podcast. Um, so mainly, the, the basic things we're gonna talk about is just things relating to sports in general, but more so related to basketball, football, and maybe a little bit of soccer. And maybe why you ask, you might ask. Why three sports? Why three different sports in one podcast? Because listen, I'm a sports fanatic, and I'm just keep it. I'm gonna just keep it real. I love football. I love basketball, and I love soccer. I love all three sports. Maybe not equally the same, but I love all three sports. Um, so a little bit about me. If you want to know the host, if you want to know me, um, so like I said, I'm a sports fanatic. Uh. In terms of football, uh, I'm an Eagles fan, not a bandwagon. Uh, I've liked the Eagles since I was little. Uh, my dad was an Eagles fan growing up, so I just followed. I just followed the flock, followed the followed the trend. Um, for basketball, I am a Lakers fan. Uh, so you, you may be confused. You know, your Eagles, Lakers have nothing to do with each other. But sometimes in sports, it's not always about where you live or you know, things like that, so, uh, liking the Eagles was just related to family, um, and then liking the Lakers was, was mostly tied to Kobe Bryant, um, you know, growing up, he was my favorite player, like, ever, man, he was just so amazing, the only reason I wanted, the only reason I watched basketball in the first place, only reason I fell in love with basketball, uh, only reason I liked the Lakers, and I'm not trying to be cliche, I'm not trying to be, sound like, you know, stupid or anything but he legitimately was my favorite player of all time and you know i was super bummed out when he passed away um but you just gotta move on in life and just keep those you love close to you that's just how i see it just keep those you love close to you and that's the message i got from it um but it's just super sad what happened we just gotta move on and just you know those those that we love those that we care about we just gotta you know let them know that let them know that we care about them and just just stay closer as a, as just as friends if as family just got to stay closer it's just simple um and then on the soccer side of things my favorite player um was Cristiano Ronaldo growing up so i just i was always a Real Madrid fan i was never really into premier league i mean i was in the premier league i still watch it now but i'm not really like super into it i see the stats and every now and then and look at the league tables of you know certain leagues and things like that but i mainly I mainly keyed in on Real Madrid and what they're doing. Um, so yeah, so for football, like I said, Eagles, uh, basketball, Lakers, and soccer is Real Madrid. So I want to cater to different audiences. I just I don't want to just centralize on one specific sport because I know it's hard for a lot of people that like so many different things. Like me, like I like so many different things. So it's like I have to keep up with so many different sports. So for those of you out there that are just like me, that that are really into basketball, that are really into football, that are really into soccer, 
Like, I can help you with that. I can give you everything you need to know. Now, we might not cover, you know, everything that was going on in soccer, everything that was going on in basketball, everything that was going on in football in one single episode. But what I'm going to try and do is maybe one episode we focus mainly on basketball. Maybe one episode we mainly focus on football. Mainly one episode we focus on soccer. And then if you guys want to just put everything in one, let me know. And you and you ask, how can I let you know what I want on the podcast? It's simple. If you have a Twitter account, just go follow me on Clocked In 24 underscore 7. Clocked In, capital C, capital I, 24 underscore 7. No spaces. Simple. I'll repeat it again later just so you can get the information and just so you can, you know, just reach out, reach out to me if you if you like the podcast. If you don't like it, please let me know and let me know things that I can improve on, and and this is the only way that we're gonna grow. Um, I post like uh just I just retweet retweet funny stuff and you know make polls. I just made a poll in there recently. If you wanna go check it out, um, you know I just try I'm gonna try and post on there a lot more. Uh, just keep growing the audience. Keep reaching out to people. And that's the plan, man. I just want to reach out to so many different people that are just, you know, and just in love with sports and just really care about certain things. And, like, you know, so I just want to reach out to the, that type of audience. Um, So, yeah, just make sure you follow me on Twitter if you have a Twitter account. Uh, I was thinking about making an Instagram account, but I, I was kind of reluctant because I feel like Twitter is, like, a little bit more professional in terms of podcasting, in terms of things like that. So I wanted to keep it a lot more professional, so I went over to Twitter instead. But if you have Twitter and you and you think Instagram is more accessible, just let me know so I can make one on Twitter and on Instagram. So, yeah. So that's pretty much about what this podcast is about. Put my socials out there and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I just hope you guys enjoy this episode because I'm going to be having a lot of fun making these. And just so you know, um, the episodes are going to be coming out every Friday. I'm going to try my best to get them out every Friday. And, you know, when once our audience grows and once people's, once the podcast starts reaching out to so many different people, um, we may do two episodes per week. Um, but for now, it's just going to be every Friday. For Friday, Friday's pretty accessible. Around, it's going to be around 8 o'clock Eastern time. Um, so if you live in Pacific or, you know, things like that, you're going to have to figure out for your time zone. But uh, on the Eastern side of things, it's going to be at 8 p.m. on every Friday at 8 p.m. So just make sure you tune in, and yeah. So we're going to get into some basketball today. So for all my basketball fans out there, or just sports fans in general, uh, I hope you enjoy, and let's get into some things. First up is the NBA trade deadline. So compared to other um, NBA trade deadlines uh, in recent memory, this leading up to this trade deadline, I feel like it was kind of like one of the most driest like in anticipation like in terms of anticipation in terms of like hype it was kind of dry like if you guys can recall back to last year with like the lakers drama i feel like that was just so overhyped and just the just everything that was surrounding the anthony davis like what's gonna happen like those types of things like i feel like the drama was just so it was just so intense and so real and then this year it was like uh yeah, that Clint Capella, yeah, Russ, Russell, yeah, uh, that guy, yeah. I was just like, it was kind of dry. And then, like, the day of the NBA trade line, like, deal, 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 deal. I was just like, wait, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down, slow the heck down. But 
for those of you who missed it, we're going to recall um, the best and the worst deals of the NBA trade, on, trade deadline. I only have four of the deals here because these are probably the four biggest that happened. All the other little ones around the league that happened, uh, I didn't find real importance to. Uh, so I have four listed here. Um, so let's get started with the four-team trade, which was the largest amount of teams participating in one trade uh, in this trade deadline. And it had to do with the Rockets, Hawks, Nuggets, and Wolves. And I think you know who this is. This is Clint Capella heading to the Atlanta Hawks along with Nene. But I believe the Hawks did waive him anyway. So he is now a free agent, I believe. Um, and then the Rockets are going to receive Covington and Jordan Bell. But Jordan Bell was just recently moved to Memphis. Um, and then the Nuggets in this trade got uh, Shabazz Napier, Noah Vonley, and Keita bates Diop, Shabazz Napier was also traded away. I don't remember which team it was, but he was traded away, so the Nuggets no longer have him. And the Timberwolves received Malik Beasley, Evan Turner, and a first via the Brooklyn Nets. So, let's talk about this trade. So, Clint Capella. Um, I don't know why the Rockets would want to move Clint Capella because now the Rockets have probably the smallest lineup in the NBA. Uh, last night, they actually... Last night they played the Lakers. They beat the Lakers, but only because Westbrook just Westbrook is he's not even good, but he just put up like forty-one points and probably ninety-nine percent of those sh shots came from layups. Um, but yeah, J James Harden did the tip-off, and I was just so like I was just like, bruh, like are you serious? Like is this dude really gonna do the tip-off? Like I was so confused, and then. Yeah, they beat the Lakers with the smallest lineup in the NBA, and I was super surprised. But I don't think that team is going to work out that well in the playoffs because in a seven-game series, when you need the most physical, when you need a rim protector, when you need that guy in the paint to just per just get the rebounds and just secure the, secure the bag, the Rockets have – they don't have anybody. They have P.J. Tucker. That's their, that's their best big is P.J. Tucker. Like – this team is. This team may win some regular season games, but they they're not going to the Western Conference Finals. I can promise you that. But um, Clint Capella getting traded away. I think that that was in terms of the Rockets. They are losers because of that. Because that was their rim protector. That was their guy. That just if you needed a rebound to secure the win, that's your guy. Now it's just like we're searching for who's gonna get the rebound at the end of the game to secure the win. At this point, it's just a whole bunch of three point shooters, just a whole bunch of shooters and Westbrook who just shoots and just hopes it goes in and that's pretty much it but i do think that the rockets did lose this trade although they gained covington who's a good perimeter defender and can shoot the three uh on occasion i do think that he is not what they need to win a title uh but in terms of the hawks side of the deal uh gaining clint capella i think is a w for them because going forward going forward they really are. I don't think the Hawks are gonna make uh, make any noise in the East, um, unless they unless they gain like a really good wing, a really good uh, perimeter shooter. Because yes, they have Herder, but he is injury prone. He has been injured uh, parts of this season. Cam Reddish was a good three point shooter in Duke, but also has a lot of injury history. Trey Young is pretty much just carrying, just carrying them so hard um, right now. So it, it, I think it's gonna be like that for a while. So they just need to get that guy, that that three that can just shoot the ball, man. Like they just need that kind of guy, because John Collins is just 
John Collins just runs the pick and pop of Trey Young. And then Clint Capella is just going to clean the glass off of every play. So they just don't have that guy. If Trey Young is going in the paint to for a layup, he could just kick it out to the dude on the wing. They don't have that guy. So, I mean, Cam Reddish can be that guy, but he's not going to be consistent at all. Um, I, f I hope I'm not forgetting anybody on the Hawks that can maybe shoot. All my all the Hawks fans are, are probably going off of me right now. Um, but yeah, in terms of the in terms of the Hawks side of the deal, I think it was a dub for them. Um, but they just need to add more pieces, a little bit more pieces. East is really not that good, so to my, in my eyes, they really just need to add like two or three more pieces, and I think they'll be probably like a mediocre eighth or seventh seed, probably. Um. I mean, if their team was healthy, I'd probably say they could be better than they are right now. But at this point, it's really just Trey Young, and that that's it. And John Collins was also suspended for, like, 20 games, I think. So that also has to do with it. Um, and then the Nuggets and the T-Wolves basically just gain, uh, just gain, like, bench players, players that probably won't get much playing time this year. I mean, Malik Beasley, who was pretty decent in the Nuggets playoff run last year. Evan Turner, who's just been, a, just been thrown away. Um, team after team after team, he's just been traded and traded and traded. I kind of feel bad for him at this point, but um, yeah. So in, in terms of this trade, I would probably say the Hawks, the Hawks catch the dub for this one. Um, although Clint Capella won't make any short-term effects, I think, and he's still injured by the way. So I do think in terms of the future, if he does if he decides to stay, I think it'll be good for them in the long term because all they need to do is add a few more pieces around John Collins and Trey Young. But who knows? They they may move John Collins for somebody or they may move Clint Capella. But at this point I think I think the Hawks would probably get the win for this trade. Uh, Nuggets Seawolves just get bench players, Rockets lose their rim protector. So yeah, I'm gonna give this trade winner of this trade's probably gonna be the Hawks and the loser's gonna be the Rockets. So the other <clears throat> sorry, the other blockbuster trade that happened on trade deadline day which I'm pretty sure we're all aware of, is D'Angelo Russell going to the Minnesota Timberwolves to play with his best buddy, Carl Anthony Towns. And at the time, they were making all this speculation about either him going... Well, I don't even think they were talking about him going to the Suns, but I knew they were talking about him going to the T-Wolves. But I really didn't think the Warriors were were really... I didn't think they had the balls to do that. I'm not even going to lie. I really didn't think they had the balls to do it. But apparently... D'Angelo Russell just wasn't working. Although he was the best player on a really bad team, like for next year, in terms of what the Warriors want for next year, because we all know the Warriors are going to be the worst team in the league this year. They have the worst roster. Um, they have the worst roster in the league right now. Hawks at this point are playing better than they are. Um, I mean, they added Wiggins, they have Draymond, but I don't think they're going to do any do anything special this year. So I think they'll probably be get a good lottery pick this year um so i do think that d'angelo russell really wouldn't fit with them next year because if you think about what they want for next year obviously steph and clay are going to be back in the backcourt but then if they had d'lo next year where would they play him would they move clay to the three or it would just be a whole bunch of mess but i do think he is a great fit for the timberwolves because the one thing the timberwolves have been lacking for the longest time is a true point guard Jeff Teague Ricky Rubio these kind of guys these guys are not what Cat needs in his pick and roll and his pick and pops he needs that guy that if he's going in the paint kick it out D'Lo can do his thing and just pop up a shot it's simple but I don't know the Warriors just made the move I didn't think they had the balls to do it 
but the Timberwolves, man, the Timberwolves pull it off. And I do think I did post it on I did post this on Twitter. Again, my Twitter is clocked in twenty four underscore seven capital C capital I no spaces. I did post it on my Twitter that if the Clippers I mean not the Clippers, if the Timberwolves get Devin Booker, and at this point I think the Timberwolves are eyeing Devin Booker because DeAndre Russell, Cat and Devin Booker are basically like best friends. They're like the trio of best friends. So at this point, I think Devin Booker, he would not be mad if the Suns traded him to the Timberwolves. But I don't think they are. So with that being said, I did say on Twitter, if the if the Timberwolves get Devin Booker, they are instant contenders. They are literally instant contenders. I don't care who the, who else is on their team. I don't care who's on their bench. I don't care who the coach is. They're instant contenders. If you look at the West right now, uh, in terms of the bottom of the West, you have teams like the Rockets. You have teams like the the Thunder, you have teams like the, even the Grizzlies. If the Timberwolves had Cat, Booker, and D'Lo, they would easily overtake those three teams. Now, in terms of passing teams like the Jazz, I think they could easily do that. Um, in terms of passing, I'm trying to think, they're definitely not going to get past the Lakers. They're not going to get past the Clippers. But they would easily be a fourth, a third, or fourth seed if they were able to get, to land Devin Booker. But I think they're going to wait till this either to this off season. Or wait until his contract expires, which I think is in 2021. So they will wait until then. And I forgot to mention the Wolves in the D'Angelo Russell trade will also get Amari Spellman and Jacob Evans, but I don't think anyone really cares about that. But let's flip the script over to the Warrior sides of the Warrior side of things, where they will be getting Andrew Wiggins, a 2021st from the Timberwolves, and a 2022nd. So, my thoughts on Andrew Wiggins. Um, as far as what Andrew Wiggins has been since 20, 2014, I think we can all say he has not lived up to any expectations. <clears throat> and I could probably say half of that is due to the fact that he was very unhappy in the situation he was in with Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves. So, I can, I can credit that to the system that he was in, or I can credit that to him. Because Andrew Wiggins is a player known for not holding himself accountable he's always blaming somebody else for his mistakes or his problems so the culture that he is around in Golden State will help him a lot with that because Draymond Green does not play around with 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 the bull he does not play around with just the crap that players try to bring there he is going to keep it 100% with you Curry Clay they've been there long enough to know the culture and know the system they're not going to play around and they're not going to mess around with him so I think that the Warriors are great for fit for him but I think he plays a similar a similar role to uh, Harrison Barnes but I don't think he's gonna have I mean he's only 20 I think he's 24 or something like that dude he's so young but I just don't know if he'll, he'll if he'll be any good I think he'll just be another Harrison Barnes and don't get me wrong Harrison Barnes was not terrible but he also wasn't amazing so I don't think Andrew Wiggins is gonna be the next KD the next you know next LeBron but he's probably going to be the next Harrison Barnes to be completely, completely honest with you yeah he, he for sure when he joins the Warriors or when they play their next game he'll be a baller I'm I'm not denying that but it's because he's on a very very bad team but next year when the the back the star backcourt comes back with Curry and Clay, they're going to overshadow him he's going to he's going to be somewhere in the dust looking for some looking for some playing time but I do think he's going to play a Harrison Barnes role but in terms of the winner of this trade, I'll probably give it to the Timberwolves because now they're in a better position 
they're in a better position to contend with certain teams if they land Devin Booker. If not, they're just going to have to figure out a way to land um, and some other pieces and just get back in the mix because right now they are not in the mix at all. They, I'm pretty sure they've lost like 13 games straight. They are not in the mix. But next year, next year if they land some pieces, I do think this team could be dangerous. Definitely better than some of the teams that are out right now. But the Warriors, the Warriors set themselves up for next year. I'll, I'll tell you that because they, they're going to get a good first-round pick this year. So they'll probably take James Wiseman, I would assume, because they do need a center very bad. The, the Warriors are always known for always having a mediocre center. So I do think them taking a center this year would probably be really smart. So, I mean, the starting lineup next year looks pretty good. But the, in terms of what the Timberwolves were able to do, get D'Angelo Russell, and all they had to give up was Andrew Wiggins and a first, I would take that in a heartbeat. So D'Angelo Russell trade, um, the winner of that is going to be the Timberwolves, and the loser, the Golden State Warriors. Now on to the next trade, and this was this wasn't this was a trade that was I think it was one of the first trades that happened during the trade deadline, or the one of the first high-profile trades. Um, and this is the trade between the Miami Heat and the Memphis Grizzlies. So the Heat received in the trade they received Andre Iguodala, who they later signed to a two-year, thirty million dollar extension. Uh, they also received Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder, some nice bench pieces. And the Grizzlies were able to get Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, James Johnson, and James Johnson. So, in terms of who's the winner, I actually said it was both teams, to be honest with you. Um, the Heat right now, I believe, are second in the East. If they're not second, they're third. But they're playing out of this world right now. And I think Andre Iguodala is, sub is someone that's going to really help them um, with their playoff push and hopefully get far in the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to get past... Um, even though the 76ers aren't playing out of their mind right now, I don't think they're going to get past uh, Philadelphia or Milwaukee. Um, or maybe not even Toronto. But I do think they can make some noise for sure and maybe the first and second round. Uh, in terms of the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are in the playoff mix right now at, at, at the break. So I do think they can do some damage with Justice Winslow. Plug him right in the starting lineup with uh, Jaron Jackson and John Morant. Deion Waiters, he's been, he's been a... He's been all over the place all seasons. One minute he's healthy, one minute he's not. It's like he's all over the place. James Johnson a, a good a good bench piece as well. So I do think that both teams uh, won in this trade because Audrey Iguodala will help them with the playoff push. Justice Winslow is a nice young player to add to the tandem that already is John Morant and Jeremy Jackson Jr. So in terms of the winners and losers, I have none. I think both both of these teams made a good deal. So I would say both teams won. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for me with that trade. And the last trade that I have on here, which is one trade that was very, very, very unexpected and came later on like 2.30, I think, during the trade deadline. And this was Andre Drummond going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I was so shocked when this trade initially happened. And I'll tell you what, Andre Drummond has every right to be absolutely pissed off with the with the Cavs because they you have to understand Andre Drummond is one of the best rebounding shot blocking rim protecting centers we have in this league and this man got traded for Brandon Knight John Henson and a second round pick just two no names and a second round pick for Andre Drummond flat now I'll tell you the Cavs absolutely got a steal they have one of the best, I would probably say, 
trying to think of the centers right now. Uh, Rudy, Joel, um, Anthony Davis is not a center. But he's probably up there like top six, I would say, top five centers in the league. And he got traded for Brandon Knight and John Henson. Now, that is just outright disrespectful from the Pistons' point of view. But I do understand what they were trying to do. Because at this point, the Pistons are just tanking. I, I understand what the Pistons are trying to do. They're just tanking. Blake Griffin's out for the year, I think. I think he had a, a season-ending surgery. So, at this point, the Pistons just don't want any more good players. They just want all bad players and Derrick Rose to just hopefully tank, I guess. Um, and then they'll probably end up trading Derrick Rose, too. Who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, but the Cavaliers add Andre Drummond to what already is Kevin Love to what already is Darius Garland and Colin Sexton and Chetty Osman. So that team, it's not great, but it's not awful. I will tell you that. It's definitely not awful. So I do commend the Cavs for making this trade because Andre Drummond will be an amazing piece for them in the future, especially when you consider the fact that Kevin Love, Kevin Love is considering uh, leaving because he's very frustrated with his role. But I think Andre Drummond going there is going to make them super happy. I think Kevin Love is going to be like, listen, I have like four years left on my deal. We just added an amazing center. Now we have Tristan Thompson coming off the bench. I mean, Tristan Thompson might be a little bit mad. But I think this trade is going to make the Cavs a little bit a little bit more dangerous going forward. Maybe not this year. They're, they might they might not make any noise uh, this year, but... When they develop Sexton a little bit more in his th and going into his third year and then Garland going into his second year next year, I do think that this team can make some noise with the addition of Andre Drummond after they develop their backcourt, maybe add a, a, a better three because Shetty Osman, he's been kind of average over the past few years, let's keep it honest. And then the coach, coach has been kind of mediocre. Cavs haven't really been good uh, since LeBron, obviously. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm going to give the winners for this trade. The winner of this trade is going to be the Cavs, and then the Pistons are going to be the losers. So this wraps up the NBA trade deadline in today's episode. But now we're going to get into all the All-Star team. And does the All-Star draft really need to be implemented, or is this just East versus West? That's coming up next. I mean, at this point, I don't even know if the NBA All-Star game is is east versus west or is it just not east versus west because the nba says okay we don't want the east versus west system in anymore because it's just flawed and it's just usually one one conference may be overly better than another conference so we'll, we'll implement a draft right we'll implement a draft so that it's fair and that the team you know the players get to select the captains get to select the teams right so lebron his first pick, he takes Anthony Davis, obviously, because Anthony Davis is his teammate, and he's one of the best players in the league right now. So I, I don't know why he want, wouldn't want to not want to take um, Anthony Davis. But then Giannis, with his first pick, he has Kawhi Leonard available. He has James Harden available. And this man takes Joel Embiid. Now, don't get me wrong. Joel Embiid is one of the best centers in the league, if not the best center in the league. But, bro, Joel Embiid, you have the best two-way defensive player in the league, arguably defensive because Anthony Davis is a beast. But in Kawhi Leonard, 
probably the best defensive player in the league. I think we can agree with that. And you take Joel Embiid. Doesn't make any sense, right? So then after that, LeBron obviously takes Kawhi because that's who he's going to take. That's the best player on the board. And then Giannis is like, okay, so I have James Harden on the board. I have Trey Young on the board. Um, let me take Pascal Siakam. Like, uh, okay. Pascal Siakam. I didn't like the pick uh, at this point. LeBron has three West players. And Giannis has three East players. So, after that, LeBron has James Harden on the board. He has Trey Young on the board. Kemba on the board. And he takes Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is one of the most exciting players in the NBA right now. So, I don't mistake him, I don't mistake him for that. So, that's a fair pick. So, then... Giannis again has James Harden on the board, um, so he take he decides to take Kemba. Okay, I guess you could argue Kemba versus Trey. Trey's probably at this point in the year he's probably better, but Kemba's playing on a better team, so you you can make the argument for that either way. So at this point, Giannis, including himself, there are um, one, two, three, four. There are currently four players. On Giannis's team that are from the East, and including LeBron, there are four players that are from the West. So at this point, it's just East versus West. And then, to round out the starters, LeBron takes James Harden, who is from the West, which means Giannis has to take Trey Young. So the starters are literally East versus West. NBA, fix this system. I don't know what you can do. I don't know what you can talk about, but this is not working at all. This this is we can see that. You're trying to implement one conference maybe better than the other. We all know that the West is far more better than the East. But instead, let's put a draft. But LeBron takes all West starters. And Giannis takes all East starters. And then um, in terms of the reserves, uh, LeBron did take Demontis Bonus, But by default, because he was the last pick, uh, he took Ben Simmons because that's his boy. Uh, those are the only two players from the... East on LeBron. Oh no, he took Jason Tatum as well. So there's only three players uh, out of 12 on LeBron's team that are from the East. And then in terms of Giannis, uh, he took Donovan Mitchell and Brandon Ingram. So two out of 12 players from the West on his team. So this is this game is really going to be East versus West. I, I just, I don't know. I think the system is flawed. I don't know how they're going to fix it. But I guess it's just entertaining for the fans. Just the fact that it's a draft just sounds so cool, and team captains get to pick their teams. But it's not cool when it's literally East versus West. It's just the same system as what was before, like three years ago, or four years ago. Yeah, four years ago, I think. Yeah. But I'm still gonna watch it, obviously, because it's the All Star game. Like, I'm not, I'm not, not gonna watch the All Star game. Uh, obviously, I'm Team LeBron all the way, uh, because I'm a Lakers fan. So that's that's no explanation needed. But I do think that the All-Star game will probably not be great, but I'm I'm excited to see how they're going to implement the 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 fourth quarter rules at the end of the, at the end of the game where they add 24 to each add like a target score or whatever. I think that's going to be pretty interesting to see for the first time uh cuz of Kobe Bryant, but obviously that's not going to be implemented in in the next few years unless the system works really well, unless the system's fun to play or whatever. But um, I don't know how they're gonna work it. How they're gonna work it out, and I don't know how the fans are gonna like it. Cause I don't know, it just sounds kind of weird, just because we're not accustomed to it, I guess. But I think I think the NBA did a good job in trying to find a way to implement 
um, how to implement a way to, you know, remember Kobe Bryant into the All Star game where all eyes are on, um, all eyes are on the uh, the game of basketball. So I think everyone will be tuning in to see what's gonna happen, and I know for sure that I'm gonna be watching. So I hope it's a good game to be honest, but the system just doesn't work for me. Well, that is going to be it for me, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Clocked In. And again, just a reminder, if you're not following me on Twitter, just make sure you head over there and go follow me at ClockedIn24 underscore 7, capital C, capital I, no spaces. Uh, make sure you guys tune in next Friday for another episode. We're going to try and be consistent. Start off the new year right, even though it's February. Uh, it's not exactly the start of the new year but it's somewhere close so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode make sure you tune in and i hope you guys have a good day good week and i will see you in the next episode